Merry Christmas, everyone. It's time for episode 101 of Three Point Podcast. Our trinity includes the young fella, Jared Fattel of Grand Valley State University and Fox 17 in Grand Rapids. Our middle guy is Matt Burns of ESPN in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I'm the old man, Ted Fattel of Sportsnet, Michigan, and Z92.5 The Castle right here in the mid-Michigan three-point podcast studios. Our partners include Advanced Elevator, The Corona Connection, Card Service Michiana, Rivals Taphouse and Grill, Sheridan Auction Service, and ProMech Engineering. Our syndication teammates include Sports Radio Detroit and WJSZ. Give us a follow, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all the other big podcast hosting sites. We really love your comments and questions on social media, and you can send them to at 3PointPod. It's going to be a special entertainment 3-Point Podcast episode tonight as we're going to talk about the best Christmas movies and our favorite Christmas songs. And we're going to get it rolling right after this short break. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your large or small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of three-point podcast located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. 85, 90, 95, 100. Looking for items to buy or sell? Look no further than SheridanAuctionService.com. We will solve your problem. Bring Sheridan Realty and auction your items and we will market them all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy items, we can help with that too. Call today, 989-720-SELL. It's fast, easy, and we get results. SheridanAuctionService.com. Buy or sell, we'll get it done for you. Call 989-720-SELL. You'll do better with Sheridan. All right, guys, uh, you know, a lot of shows, a lot of pods at this time of year talk about their favorite Christmas movies or television shows, and we're going to get right into it as well. We'll have our top three of all time. You know, we'll start from three to two to one, whatever your favorite is, and if you got some honorable mentions, we'll throw them in as well. Who wants to start this thing off? Before I get into my honorable mentions, I'm just going to throw out a few movies that I think might be on your guys' list, but I think are completely overrated that I just do not like. And starting with this one, I know this is a hot take, but Home Alone. I, I never really understood why people love this movie so much. I never really liked Macaulay Culkin. I always thought uh, John Belushi is not his name. Uh, who's the name from The Irishman, Ted? I'm blanking on him right now. Joe He's Pesci. Boisterous. Jo- yeah, Joe, Joe Pesci. Pesci. Joe Pesci. Did he, did, he just compa- did he say John Belushi? To Joe Pesci. <laughs> Can you imagine that? I don't know why I have that written down. It's not Belushi. It says I never really liked Belushi until The Irishman. No, it, Pes- Pesci. I just don't like it when he's boisterous, like he is in uh, a lot of the old school like mob movies and how he is in Home Alone. So I never really liked that movie. Another one that I've never, ever made it through, and I try every year, is A Christmas Story. I mean, for as much as I know, this movie might be four hours long. I have never made it from start to finish. That's another movie that I think is very overrated. And finally, The Polar Express. I just can't stand the animation in this movie. It's it's like creepy in a way. I don't know how to describe it. Well, we know what you don't like. Now, why don't you uh, give us your honorable mention or number three that you do like? Uh, I got a couple that I don't like as well. Uh, <laughs> the Nutcracker. I mean, what psycho 
made, made me watch this every single year in elementary school. I mean, it's just horrible. Are you talking and the then, Nutcracker Ballet show? Yes. Oh, God, who would like and that? And then the last one, The Grinch. <laughs> Another movie that just scared the britches off me when I was a kid, little kid was The Grinch. Jim Carrey, I love him in every other movie. <laughs> I can't stand him in The Grinch. As for my, I'm, like, I'm going to start with my number three, and then we'll toss it around. Okay. My number three, uh, It's a Wonderful Life. I think I mentioned this on the pod last year. I used to hate this movie, and my mom used to force me to watch it every single year on Christmas, Christmas Eve. Now, there's the black and white edition, and there's also the like remastered and color edition. Gotta watch the color edition. I don't agree with people who say you have to watch The Wizard of Oz. Or no, The Wizard of Oz was in color. The people who say like you have to watch old-timey movies the way they originally made, I don't agree with. So, it has to be in color. And the character of George Bailey... He's just an all-time guy. I mean, how can you not love him and everything about that movie, the angels getting their wings when the bells are ringing? Just a great movie, so that's my number three. All right, no honorable mentions? No, not, I mean... Okay. Oh, do you want me to... I mean, I I guess there is one more. I I hate a lot of Christmas movies. Now that I'm looking at my list, I had one, a few more that I didn't like. The old-timer movies. Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, A Miser Brothers Christmas. Those movies are just absolutely terrible. I can't imagine the times when, Ted, you would just huddle around the TV and watch that every year. That sounds horrible. <laughs> well, so quick, what? just bang out your top three. What was it again? You want me to roll through them all? I, or are we doing like your, a your top three thing? All right, top three. So my number number three was It's a Wonderful Life. Number two is Scrooged with Bill Murray. It's a little bit underrated. It doesn't get the... the uh, I, I'm, I have my brother standing over my neck. It's bothering me. What? <laughs> so, all right. But uh, the but Scrooged with Bill Murray. He, I love Bill Murray. He does. I feel like he still connects with people that are even my age, and he connects. Obviously, I think he's a great guy to have. Like all three generations kind of love him, and also just the, the storyline of the Christmas. Uh, is it the Christmas of past? I don't know what's it called. Who can help me on that one? The Christmases of years past. Right. Yes, that whole storyline with the Ghost of Christmas Past and the Ghost of Christmas Present and Future. Right. There should be a lot better movies following that storyline, uh, but there's not. But the best one is Scrooged. And my number one, I know it's cliche, but it's just the best, and that's Elf. A couple of the great parts that I love in this movie, um, when it shows like past memories of him and when he's realizing he's not an elf, and there's, there's like basketball sneakers squeaking, and it's a snapshot of him like dunking on a bunch of elves. Also, when he's leaving to go to the United States, and Mr. Norwal says, Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. <laughs> and then when Will Will Ferrell's boss at Jingles, he's also the guy who's in Couples Retreat, comes in and see Gimbals is like all Christmas out after Buddy went through and like updated it over the night, and he says it's a little bit too good. Uh, someone's gunning for my job. Those are my three favorite parts from that movie. But I think is Elf on all of our lists. Is that a safe estimation? Uh, Elf just missed out on mine. Honorable mention. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. See, I. That's why I asked you to just run through your list. I thought you already did your top three, and I didn't hear Elf. And I was going <laughs> to oh. say, I knew Elf was your number one last year. And I was going to say, what happened from last year to this year that knocked Elf off? But, yeah, it was it was in my honorable mention. I, I definitely – it's one of those – I could it could be in my top three, um, almost like a flip of the coin wow. type of thing. Yeah. It, it's a great movie. You could watch it almost year-round. It doesn't just have to be Christmas time for Elf to be good. But it's 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 in my honorable mention. The classics, if you want to just group them all together, Rudolph, all of those, that's also an honorable mention. I, those are ones to me that, like, it almost has to be Christmas time to watch those, so that's why they slipped out to the honorable mention. And another another one that I don't know if either of you guys mentioned last year, Love Actually. 
It's kind of like a sleeper. I hadn't seen it until probably like college or a little after college. But it's a really good Christmas movie. Some good music and stuff like that. So Love Actually, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, even that, that's just a regular good movie, too. Yeah, kind of the same with, with Elf. Like, you could watch that any time of the year. Right. It doesn't have to be Christmas time. So, yeah, just a good movie. Um, now, but, yeah, you to get like, to my top like- three. Uh, so I, I I wanted to chime in when when Jared was taking a shot at Home Alone because man that's just those movies are like my childhood like when when Home Alone one came out I basically I I could look it up I think I am like Macaulay Culkin's age so when those movies were out and he was that age doing all that stuff to to Joe Pesci and and Mar like Harry and Marv you know the Wet Bandits that was my age so I man Home Alone one and two. Those were those are like some of my favorite movies of all time, let alone just Christmas movies. Like some of the toys that he had uh, in Home Alone Two, that Talk Boy, and some of the stuff that he did in Home Alone One. The trip I would I would go and like set up booby traps and stuff like that as a kid, just because I thought it was so cool. So Home Alone, I, it did it did land at number three though. Santa Claus, the first one with Tim Allen, is my number two. Same thing, like that was one as a kid. Like every Christmas, I wanted to watch it. And, you know, Tim Allen at that time, he was, like, hilarious with home improvement and everything like that. So Santa Claus, that's my number two. And number one, again, I was, I had, I was almost going to say something, Jared, when you were taking shots at it. The Polar Express is my number one. I, I loved that book as a kid. I still, like, I read it to my daughter now, and she's now, uh, we've, we've watched it with her. She's kind of getting into the movie, too. She's old enough to kind of get it. So, yeah, the Polar Express, that's my number one. Just lo- love that movie, the story, and everything like that. The thing that's stupid about the Polar Express is he ends up, all he ends up getting for Christmas is a bell off of Santa's sleigh. Can you imagine getting that as a 10-year-old? That's one of those things that's fun. When you first get it, you shake it a few times, like, wow, this is awesome. And then it sits on your shelf for the next 40 years. <laughs> that, that, so it's kind of a lame gift. And, and the Home Alone topic, how you said you were like a mischief maker, how many parents do you think had to deal with kids who would try to emulate – and his name was Kevin in Home Alone, correct? Yes. How do you mean the oh, kids yeah, like, that, would yeah, that time, you know, if you were – when those movies were coming out, if you were that age, I guarantee a ton of parents were stepping on – uh, jacks or Legos or doing all that stuff that Kevin was doing to the wet bandits. Yeah, that's true. I bet a lot of parents. I don't know if I ever did it to my parents, but I was definitely like scheming stuff like that as a kid. And and then I just had one more comment on your list. The, the, you like those old time Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer and like Santa Claus is coming at those the movies. Those are horrible. I I like the nostalgic factor of them. I mean, like, yeah, if you actually watch them, obviously, like, the quality of the animation or whatever, it's it's not very good. But it's just, you know, like, they were classics. My parents, I would watch them with my parents because they remember probably, like, what Ted's probably about to say with his list. Remember being a kid watching them when they first came out. So that's just a nostalgia thing. I, I definitely wouldn't watch those, like we said about Elf and Love, actually. You can watch them all year. I'm not about to sit down and watch... Who's the dude, Bert uh, and Frosty? What's the guy's name? Bert Reynolds? Not Bert Reynolds. No, uh, Burl Ives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you're not about to like listen to that and watch that stuff in July. <laughs> no. Oh. And I wouldn't do that either. So we're all well, on the guess, same I page guess, well, there. It sounds like we almost have different kinds of lists. Well, we is definitely it the best do. movie or is it the one that you grew up watching? Well, here's because, he- Just because you're forced to watch that growing up, I don't know if that should make it on your list. I, well, that's just the way I look at it. Well, this is this is our movie list for sure. But I think we can mix in some television shows too that maybe we grew up with. I mean, I I do have a separate probably top 3 of childhood uh, television Christmas specials and in no real order. I I put them all pretty close the same. 
Charlie Brown Christmas, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I, I, that's nostalgia all the way. And How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the animated version uh, with, <laughs> with Boris Karloff as the voice of the Grinch. I mean, I mean that, that was just spectacular. I, to be honest, I don't know if I've seen that Grinch. The Grinch, I, I just have always hated this, the whole story. The Who's, their noses and their ears, it's, they've just always creeped me out. So it's always scared me away from really watching that I, I will I think agree. I've only seen the Grinch one time. Yeah, I will agree with you, Jared. The movie, it didn't hold up to the animated version myself. It was creepy. That Jim Carrey was uh, just amazing, amazingly creepy. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of. I mean, it's a Dr. Seuss story, so you know it's going to be a little. I mean, he was definitely on something. He was right, writing some of those stories, but you know, so it's a little weird. But I, I meant to that the Grinch stole Christmas, the Jim Carrey version. That's on the honorable mention to me. I just, I think that's like a cool story. It's a unique story, mm-hmm. but I can definitely see how you guys are a little creeped out by it. Now, my 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 official movie list of Christmas movies here on Entertainment tonight uh, in the top five. Could it could easily be number one with the story and the way, the way it was made in the forties? But it's a wonderful life. I'll take it either black and white or color. Uh, I am Jared. I'm not I'm not such an old codger that it has to be black and white. I kind of like what they've done when they colorize things like I Love Lucy and A Wonderful Life. I mean, it's pretty cool to actually see it color. So Wonderful Life number five, uh, just missing the top three. Elf. I mean. It had so many great lines in it. Will Ferrell was fantastic. It's Santa. I know him. <laughs> <laughs> so so that was really good. Number three on my list. I'm surprised neither one of you guys had this one. Uh, Cousin Eddie coming over to visit uh, the Griswolds for Christmas Vacation. Uh, that's my number three. I really like uh, Christmas Vacation. I've never so, seen it. Here's something. Honest. I never. That wasn't one I like ever watched as a kid growing up. And even honestly, I think maybe I've seen that maybe one time all the way through otherwise i've only just seen like bits and pieces of it okay well you may want to it's not a three and a half hour flick like the irishman (laughs) so maybe check it out with young claire uh number two on my list i'm right with matt on this one home alone without a doubt in the top two in my opinion macaulay Culkin. really it was his uh career moment (laughs) i thought the script was, was good uh joe pesci i i enjoyed joe pesci and daniel stern together as the uh clumsy uh crooks you know I, I thought and i thought the story was well done and chris columbus put it together it was a great visual so home alone one i won't go as far to say home alone two on the list but it still was pretty good for a sequel and number one i'm dead 100 percent against what jared said a christmas story yeah there's some nostalgia there but if you're gonna watch a christmas movie that kind of sends you back in time a Christmas story with Ralphie and what was going on in the late 40s, early 50s. That movie, and I don't know what you guys think about this either, but when you see a movie that takes place in a different time, it holds up. You know, it doesn't get dated. I mean, that one, it just gives you that feel sort of like Hoosiers. gives you the feel of basketball in the 50s in Indiana. A Christmas story, even though they, they play it to death on TBS over and over on Christmas Day, that, that's my number one. I don't it's just something about that movie. I I can't watch it. I've never seen it. How does it even end? Maybe I mean maybe a spoiler or some people. I, can you tell me how it ends? Well, I'll, I'll give you. Know. I'll give you. You should watch. You should watch the whole if you, thing. If you haven't seen it by now, this isn't a spoiler. No. <laughs> but but what's funny is uh, the family. They had their turkey dinner all ready to eat, and uh, the neighborhood dogs broke in the house and ate their turkey. So they ended up the movie having their Christmas dinner at a Chinese restaurant. 
and and the Chinese wait staff was saying fra ra 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 ra. That's the ending. I guess I have seen that. Yeah, yeah. I wow. think that was the ending scene, wasn't it, Matt? I, again, I haven't even seen that movie <laughs> all the way through. So well, some, some not- of these, like you know, most people see as like B classics of Christmas. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen some of them. Now, are we missing any? And it's a it's a wonderful life. I've only seen. I think we watched that like in a film class in college. Otherwise, I haven't even seen It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, the one that I think we've missed, Jack Frost. It's kind of a class. It's got Michael Keaton in it. I love that Michael Keaton as an actor. And the only reason that it's actually I enjoy it is because there's one scene where he's becoming Jack Frost, the snowman, and. Landslide by Fleetwood Mac is playing in the background, <laughs> and that's basically the only reason. I, and that, for that scene alone, it's worth a watch. It, it'll 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 get a tear out of you. That's not bad. That's not bad. Jared, where was Bad Santa on your list? That's an omission. I, that was a tough omission. Bad Santa is 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 a great one because you have that kid. Uh, I I don't know if he's even in any, in any other movies, but he's just hilarious. And then Billy Bob Thornton. I think that's him at his best. That's like one of my favorite movies with him in it. There's the premise is great. I don't know. It, it just doesn't. It's not an elf to me. It's one of those that my family would never really let me watch it. <laughs> so it doesn't quite have the nostalgia factor. It's something I only watched a couple years ago. But it is a good. Did either one? Did either one of you see Bad Santa two? Because I see that it's on tonight. And I actually set my DVR. I'd never seen it. Is it any good? Or have you even seen it? From what I've heard, it's horrible. Okay. But I have not seen it. It was one of those where similar to Dumb and Dumber two. Right. Or Dumb and yeah, Dumb and Dumber Two, which came out about five years ago. I, me and I bought twenty tickets for my friends. We all went opening night, and I've never been more disappointed than walking out of that theater. So, Bad Santa Two was another one of those movies where you hear bad things about the sequel. I'm not going to watch it. All it's right. forever tainted Dumb and Dumber for me. I may just go home and delete that then and save my space. <laughs> <laughs> Even waste your time. Yeah, I do have one one more that uh, actually watched uh, a week or so ago. It was a three-parter on Fox called A Moody Christmas. Have you guys heard of this one at all? No. Uh, Dennis Leary. It was it was pretty well done. It, you, you probably can find it online, but it's called A Moody Christmas. It's about this family that gets together in Chicago, and you know it's it's got some sidebars with uh, one of the one of the sons falls in love with his cousin's girlfriend. I mean, it's just a it's pretty pretty well done, and it's called A Moody Christmas. So I I would recommend anybody that hasn't seen that yet. It's not it's not bad. It's worth a watch. Okay. Yeah. I've got, is well, I've that, got is one that just a TV made made for TV movie? Or? Yeah, it was a made for TV uh, movie, and it was it was like three one hour episodes. Okay. Yep. I've got um, just one last recommendation, and this is a TV show. It's uh, I believe I recommended it on last year's pod, but I'm not sure. And that is Family Guy Christmas Special. It's an all time episode of TV. <laughs> it's about forty minutes long. Stewie and Brian the dog go to Santa's or go to the North Pole, and they find that basically Santa's workshop is a sweatshop. <laughs> and these elves are like they're on cocaine. And it's just a hate life, and the reindeer are like carnivores. It's just so that's a, that's a good laugh. I love, I love that. That's one of my favorite TV uh, Christmas specials. No, that that is a good one. I mean, I, I like Family Guy. If you don't like Family Guy and that kind of comedy, you probably wouldn't like that. But. I, I do like Family Guy. That, that is hilarious. I haven't watched that in a while. I'll have to watch that again. You know, we do go off the cuff here, and since we're mixing in a little TV, I mean, we all three, I think, are Saturday Night Live fans of, of varying degrees. And uh, this last Saturday, they had Eddie Murphy for their Christmas edition. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it, but 
uh, it was pretty good. But I was going to say, uh, their Christmas specials that they put together, the highlight clips from, from all the years, 45 years now, the one with Alec Baldwin uh, with the Elves, and it was a takeoff on Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, was just brilliant. And another Baldwin one where he was on public radio talking about selling his sweaty balls, that was also a classic, so... SNL does do some some good Christmas episodes or Christmas specials, and so that, I mean SNL usually does good stuff anyway. But you know their Christmas specials are definitely good. Are you guys big fans of you know whatever TV show like network TV show? You know like uh, Big Bang Theory, you know stuff like that, Home Improvement, whatever network TV shows. When they do their Christmas specials, are those ones that you would sit down and watch over and over? Uh, I do like The Office has a few of them. That I yeah, do like, enjoy, yeah, but like the king the of, has some good ones. Yeah, but but the king of this is, and it's not Christmas; it's it's Halloween. It's the Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors. Yeah. I, I watch those like they're nothing. Those are some of my favorite episodes. But the Office has some good ones. I believe we actually watched those on Christmas here at my house last year. There, there's some good ones, but I, I'm basically Christmas Day. In my book, it's it's NBA basketball. That's that's what you do. You watch NBA basketball all day. Yeah, and I'll watch some basketball, but we've started a new tradition since we've moved our family Christmas up to the Saturday before Christmas. We kind of have a laid-back day on Christmas Day. You know, we'll go to church, and then now uh, we've started a tradition to go to the movies. And I've been disappointed looking at what movies are out there, but our only choice is Star Wars. I mean, and nothing else really <laughs> seems that exciting to me for this Christmas season. You're not a 1914? That doesn't look good to you? 1917? Yeah, 1917. Yeah, that that one looks good to me. I'm not sure Lana would appreciate it that much. I'm trying to find something that her, me, and her brother Mark will enjoy. If it was me, I'd go see Star Wars for sure. Yeah, usually around this time there's, you know, a couple ones like Star Wars, the huge releases. Mm -hmm. But then there's usually the couple just like rom-com releases Christmas story type things like Daddy's Home 2, you know, stuff like that that come out that you could just go see on Christmas Day just to pass the time. But, yeah, that's a cool – there's a lot of people that do that. They go to the movies on Christmas Day. That's a cool tradition. Yeah. So we posted uh, questions about that we're recording this podcast, so what we wanted some listeners, some fans to give some of their favorites. So just to read a couple. So my sister, Christine Jared, she commented on our Instagram post, that at her house, it's kind of, there's a few different ones. Her husband is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. They have a two-year-old son, and she said that he loves Frosty the Snowman, the classic. (laughs) And she said that her favorite is a tie between Elf and Charlie Brown's Christmas. So kind of a good mix of the classics and some of the newer ones there. Yeah. Um, One that I, I... I saw this comment. It was also on Instagram. I was going to have to ask Jared. I don't know. Jared, you might know this one. I have never heard of it. But one of our listeners or one of our fans said, Merry Christmas, Drake and Josh. <laughs> is that a Nickelodeon I mean, thing? Drake and Josh. The show Drake and Josh is a great TV show from my childhood. That was on Nickelodeon starting, starring Josh Peck and Drake Bell. It's a great one. I, I, I can't speak to the specific Christmas special, but if it's anything like the show, I would probably enjoy it. Okay, so it was a TV show, so that's just yes. they had a Christmas yep. special, apparently. Yep. Well, someone <laughs> someone loved it um, and loved it enough to comment and say that. And, yeah, just a couple other ones on Facebook, Generally Humble. She's a Corona grad also. She said that her favorite is A Christmas Story, and she said she watches it four or five times on that loop. What is it, on TBS on Christmas Day? Yep, 24-hour loop, man. Yeah. So she said her husband, my buddy Brian, her husband, 
hates it when she watches it, but said that uh, <laughs> Christmas Vacation is his favorite one. So, man, I got to watch Christmas Vacation. Apparently, is what it comes down to. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I, I'll, I'll just vouch, I'll, I'll vouch for it there, Matt. You won't be disappointed. All right. Well, I think that pretty well wraps up this segment. We're going to have some of our favorite holiday and Christmas music coming up. And as you can tell, we like to get uh, lis- or listener input on our social media pages. So just follow us at Three Point Pod. We'll have the music reviews coming up next but uh, i just want to remind you some of our good friends that help us out here at three point pod advanced elevator company they feature top expert field technicians for all kinds of work on elevators including troubleshooting and installations an area's business leader longtime supporter of the corona public school speaking of corona the coronaconnection.com they know it's great to be gold keep up to date on cavalier nation at coronaconnection.com and you know everybody likes a great deal right well go online at sheridanauctionservice.com for info on their upcoming auctions the auction house jam-packed with all kinds of great items still time maybe to get something special for Christmas, but you're running out of time. And speaking of the holidays, guys, looking for some fun? Stop into Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official sports bar of Three Point Podcast. You can check out the bowl games, the NFL playoffs, NBA, everything else going on on their 20 high-def TVs. Awesome food and drink, Rivals Tap House and Grill in Corona. Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. Well, guys, uh, you know, you, you can't have a Christmas list without picking the top songs of all time. Top three Christmas songs. Who wants to start? Like a generic question. Do you guys like Christmas music? Some people hate I it. I do. Like, they, they can't stand it when it starts coming on. I, Man, w- I like Christmas music a lot. I like it, too, and it depends what song you hear. But, I mean, there's so many good songs out there that even the duds, you can you can put up with listening to those to get to some of the good ones. But, yeah, I like Christmas music. I don't like to hear it. Uh, starting, you know, November 1st. But when we get to about Thanksgiving through the holidays, I'm really good with it. I'm going to throw it out here. I don't think Jared is a fan of Christmas music. <laughs> no, I do like it. And this actually might surprise you. So every year on Thanksgiving, we we, we would go, either go to like Frankenmuth some years or we'd go to my Uncle George's in Indiana. And that would be like when my dad would start playing Christmas music. And my brothers would lose their minds whenever <laughs> that happened. Whereas I, so it's like because of that, like... I kind of grew like, man, it's not that big of a deal to me. Like, I'm okay with it. Like, I'm fine with Christmas music. But as for, like, my top uh, three list, uh, a couple honorable mentions I had. These are both, like, country remixes, which is why I kind of kept them as honorable mentions, although they're probably my two favorite right now. Baby, It's Cold Outside by Darius Rucker and Sheryl Crow. And I love the Michael Buble, and the only reason I even knew this song is because my dad loves Michael Buble. Like, his favorite thing to do on Christmas morning, Alexa, play Michael Buble Christmas Mix. So that's what we always listen to. So I love that song. But as for my actual list, number three, Do They Know It's Christmas by Band-Aid. I love this song. It's got the old 1980s theme. I always think of Daddy's Home 2, which is an honorable mention for my movies which is just a great scene at the end where they all sing it together. Just an all-around good song. My number two, and this probably should be my number one, but I think that this will actually be on both your guys' list. Uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Bruce Springsteen. This song is incredible any time of the year. My favorite part of this song is when he goes, Santa Claus is coming to town. 
And then my other favorite part of this song, and you guys are just being absolutely delighted with my voice right now. You better be good for goodness sakes. And then it's like the deep voice. You better be good for goodness sakes. The big man. Just a great scene. Bruce Springsteen is awesome. My number one, Last Christmas by Wham, with the explanation point at the end. Backstreet Boys or In Sync, who thought this song, but I mean the synthesized synthesizers in this song, the 1980s feel. Some might call it a little uh, gay, but it's not. It's just, this is like just a great music song, and I mean it's just a toe-tapping delight. So that's my top three right there. How about you guys? Not bad. I've got some honorable mentions here. Uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer by Gene Autry, the original. That that's a classic. Everybody loves. Please, Daddy. Don't Get Drunk This Christmas by John Denver. I mean, that, how can you beat that one? Uh, Never little... heard of it, but continue. <laughs> it's a real song, too, by the way. It's a very depressing song. Uh, <laughs> little Drummer Boy from a variety of different artists out there. No offense to our Jewish friends out there, but I enjoy the I enjoyed the Saturday Night Live one, Christmas Time for the Jews by Darlene Love, and uh, the Hanukkah song by Adam Sandler. Those are a couple classics on my honorable mention list. Also, the Beach Boys and Little St. Nick. That's a good one. But my list, uh, number three. This is uh, former Beatle John Lennon. Happy Christmas. War is over. That's just a tremendous song. It it holds up to this day and uh, one of my favorites. That's number three. Uh, The Christmas Song. Most uh, most people call it Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire by Nat King Cole. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. How can Jack you go Frost. a Christmas season without hearing that numerous times and, and get right into it? And then my number one, I kind of started off the, the pod this way, Jose Feliciano, Feliz Navidad. all-time favorite. I like the song, but I don't know. You're number one. You're telling me you could listen to that like three or four times in a day? Uh, put it this way. It's solidly on my number, on my top three list. I could shift Happy Christmas by Lennon to number one, but yeah, I like Fleas Navidad. That's my list. I'm sticking to it. Hey, stick with it. And it, you know, I think it's one of those on Christmas Day, say you got Spotify or whatever, Pandora, whatever you use, if some of these songs do come up three or four times on Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, I think it that it's perfectly fine. Yeah. If you hear Feliz Navidad three times on Christmas Day, you're going to love it every time. Sure. Now, here's a question for both you guys. When you put it on a Christmas channel or any other channel, and Jared knows how I roll, do you immediately change the channel when you hear a song that really is not your favorite, or you just keep it there until the next song comes on? <laughs> Any time. I mean, I know Jared, he, he had a kick out of it coming home from up north with me, and I just had it on, I think it was the top 200 songs of all time on Billboard, and I just kept it there and never, never switched the dial. I can do the same thing on Christmas songs. You know, there, there is a fair share of duds out there, but uh, I just don't change the channel. If it's a song I don't really care for, I just gut it out until the next song comes on. My wife, on the other hand, she'll say, oh, I hate that song, and then have to change the channel. That, I forgot, like, just you completely just revitalized my memory on that. That was such a psycho move. I think we talked about it before in the pod. Everyone in the car was sleeping, Matt, other than him, and 
he was just, and you know he doesn't like this song. It's like top hits from like 2007. Like there's no way in hell he liked all these songs. And he just sat there, four hour drive, just didn't change it once, just sat there with his thoughts listening to it. <laughs> I just thought it was crazy. Yeah, I got to say, I'd probably switch it around a little bit. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. All right, how about your your list, Matt? Yeah, so I, I kind of cheated again like I have a lot of times with these lists. I just went with albums because narrowing it down to songs is really tough for me. So I only have one honorable mention, the Polar Express soundtrack. It's my favorite movie, so the soundtrack is just fantastic. I, I love that soundtrack come Christmas time. Number three, there's a Disney's all-time favorites. It's like the Disney characters singing all the like favorite Christmas songs. It's again one of those nostalgic things. Like we we grew up listening to it. We had it on cassette. I think my parents had it on a vinyl, and now we have it on a CD. So that's you know probably nostalgic. But I love that. Number two, to show our generational differences here, probably from my generation, the In Sync Home for Christmas CD is yeah. amazing. People from the mid-90s, if you're, you know, you're an NSYNC, you're Backstreet Boys, you know, whatever it is, everyone knows this NSYNC Christmas album. It's it's fire, as Jared's generation would say. <laughs> it, it's, it's a great Christmas album. And number one for me, and this would probably go back to, to Ted's era, but oh, I love it. I don't know. I, we used to listen to it at uh, a place that I worked at. We used to listen to it on loop, it seems like. A Hall & Oates. Christmas album, Home for Christmas. <laughs> it's great. Every day will be like holiday. Hall and Oates, I mean they their their voices are amazing and them singing all the Christmas songs is fantastic. That's my number one. That's my favorite my favorite Christmas album, Hall and Oates. That's pretty good. You know, when you speak of albums, too, I know uh, my wife's very fond of it, and I just thought about it, the the Carpenters. You know, you ever heard of the group The Carpenters? Oh, yeah. They yep. have a pretty good Christmas album as well. She had just a fantastic voice, Karen Carpenter, and, uh, you know, singing all the classics. And, and, and also, speaking of uh, singers, I mean, Mariah Carey, she has one of the all-time best-selling Christmas songs of all time, doesn't she? Yeah, All I Want for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, I have a, a funny story. I, it's a great song. I do enjoy it. But there's a side that I can't stand that song because I don't know if they still do it this way at Corona, but uh, my senior year when basketball season was just starting, you know, around this time, early December, we were having two-a-days. So we would go in and practice, you know, for an hour before school and then, you know, school day, and then we'd have practice after school, obviously. But that morning session – it was only varsity, I think some JV kids, but we had like half of the gym, and then the other half of the gym was uh, the dance team. And they That's were doing so their Christmas dance, their Christmas routine to that song, All I Want for Christmas. Right. So for that whole two weeks or whatever of our two-a-days, oh. morning, morning Christmas, we heard that damn song <laughs> on loop the whole time we were practicing basketball. We were just hearing All I Want for Christmas over and over and over. And it was one of those where like they would play it for like 10 seconds, Someone would screw up, and they'd have to start, start it over. over. They'd play for 20 seconds. Someone, you know, I, that is just, like, engraved in my head. That good is song so still, still a good song, on. but I can't get over that. I feel like you just took that right from my memory. Everything you just said was spot on. Yeah, they play the same part over and over again because they have to master it, like, 10 seconds at a time. Yep. And 
the king of all Christmas albums, Michael Bolton. I mean, Our Love is a Holiday, that's an all-time Christmas song. I, I just thought of it. I can't believe I left it off my list. he has <laughs> phenomenal voice yeah he's one of the all-time greats without a doubt christmas music though like that, that's probably why i like albums more I, when i was at grand valley i don't know if jared you know this mall but there's a mall in granville it's a, a town just over from allendale and i worked at the mall over there when i was in college at a store uh fye sell like cds and dvds and stuff like that so come christmas time we would just be in the store just playing you know christmas music all over and over and over so so that's where that's where I listen to the Hall and Oates album all the time, and the Polar Express, and all these other ones. But yeah, I had a similar experience to that when I worked at Meyer last year during the holidays. Which, lol, I worked at Meyer. That always kind of cracks me up when I say that. But um, good job. What's wrong with working at Meyer? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a great gig. Gotta love wearing. Gotta rep the red. Rep the red. That's what they call it. So they play Christmas music basically from like November 10th until like a week after Christmas. And the song that would always play that just pissed me off every time. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Who? <laughs> I was gonna ask you guys this guy's still what making money on that. How? How is that even a good song? How is that even a popular song? It's so, so bad. And the guy's still making bank off of it today. Yeah, it's, it's one of those parody songs, I really. You know, I mean, it was a novelty when it first came out. It slid into the Christmas rotation. I, I agree with you. It's pretty lame. It reminds me, there used to be a group called De Youpers, and that's it's not De Youpers, but that's that's the kind of music it sounds like. But, yeah, that's, that's a brilliant song. And there's another one about all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Who was the, the comedy group that did that, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer? It was like, I'm trying to remember who that was. Emo Phillips? Yeah, the Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. It was like a, a comedy duo, wasn't it? Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, and, and I don't have a way to look it watching up. The, uh, watching the music video. The music video is actually hilarious. It was originally performed by husband and wife duo of Elmo and Patsy Trick Schwarzschreier. Yeah. There you go. Elmo and Patsy, yep. <laughs> If you, if you get a chance, go to YouTube, if you remember, and watch the music video for that. It's strange. I will never. The least. It's I, a strange I music never. video. I will check it out. So you guys are all about Christmas music then, is what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe not all about, but you enjoy it. During the month of December, let's put it that way. I, I enjoy it. Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve all right, guys, great stuff there, and uh, another fun podcast, number 101. We're going to keep it rolling. And all our listeners out there, follow and send your comments to us on social media at 3 Point Pod. Subscribe, rate us on all the big podcasting sites, including Apple Podcast and SoundCloud. The best reason why, it's free, and it will also help us continue to grow. Support our 3 Point Podcast partners, Advanced Elevator, Sheridan Realty and Auction Company, Rivals Tap House and Grill, The Corona Connection, Card Service Michiana, and ProMec Engineering. Also, be sure to check out our network friends Z92.5 The Castle and Sports Radio Detroit. This has been a Sportsnet Michigan production recorded at the WJSZ Studios in Owasso, Michigan. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Three Point Podcast and Merry Christmas everybody. With the house of party.